Aloha nui kako, and welcome back to another episode of Moonkind Things, the podcast. Um, so today, I have a very important episode to make, guys. I am going to talk about the overthrow, the illegal overthrow of the Hawaiian kingdom. Um, I'm in the middle of putting together, I've been putting together my presentation. I have like a lot to talk about today. Um, I'm going to start off by saying I've been putting together my presentation for our upcoming Papahoʻonaʻawa Hawaii on the 24th of April. Um, for those of you that don't know, my Papahoʻonaʻawa Hawaii is basically like a class that I started to share about some of the things that I know about as a kanaka that I've been privileged to learn about. Um, you guys already know if you've been listening that like seriously I feel like my purpose here is to just soak up all of the Ike that I can and pass it on to our many future generations and preserve be a, a keeper and a preserver of that knowledge for our you know many hanauna and mo'o that will come so um, a big part of my identity of who I am as a kanaka is the illegal overthrow of the Hawaiian kingdom and I say that because a lot of the uh, modern day effects of colonization, of gentrification, of like generational trauma and like all of those different things that affect us as uh, 21st century Hawaiians, a lot of them, obviously they all go back to like our first contact with the outside world, right? And colonization and all of that kind of stuff. But a lot of um, today's stuff comes from the illegal occupation of America. So when I complain about the military, when I complain about going to different Vahipana and seeing like a hundred white tourists taking up spaces that we could be using to perform ceremony, to um, commune with Aina, to, you know what I mean? Like even um, things like the usage of Aina and like the usage of funds and all of that kind of stuff um, and access to Aina, access to different cultural resources. When I talk about all of that, a lot of those specific things stem from the illegal American occupation of Hawaii. So as I'm um, building this presentation, number one, I was having a really, really, really hard time with it. Um, I, I get really emotional and really invested when I talk about the overthrow. I, I Sometimes I feel like that's like a past life thing. I don't know what's going on there. Also, I'm just like a really deep empath like it's oh man you know i know everybody laughs now because like people overuse that word and stuff but i promise guys since i was young like my sister when my okay there she goes again talking about her sister but my sister oh i don't know you know she first introduced me to that term so funny because if you guys listen to my other one where i was talking about my sister and she used to like be all about the oils and the crystals and like chakras and stuff like that i always used to make fun of her um and and she's she really introduced me and opened my eyes to a lot of these awesome holistic spiritual perspectives um, and healing. So anyway, um, my sister, she really introduced the, the concept of empath to me when I was like seven or eight years old. And I just was like, I've always been a very emotional, intuitive, um, sensitive, energy sensitive person. So when I talk about things like the overthrow, I literally feel like I'm there. I really feel the eha and the kaumaha like the literal heaviness of my kupuna like physically um and it's like really an uncomfortable space for me but i've been really into diving into these uncomfortable spaces lately and like exploring them and processing them in healthy ways so um on today's episode i kind of just want to like break down because you know okay so my papa no no my papa hawaii is basically like these are the things that i've learned i want to share them um 
like I want to share them and I want to do all of these things that I do. Uh, and in order to do all these things that I do, obviously, I have to pay bills and I have to, you know, some of the American modern Western things I have to do, like drive a car and like pay rent and stuff like that, where we all know I would rather live in the forest and like not pay rent and just have a horse that would take me everywhere. But, you know, we'll get there one day. So um, anyway, uh, oh, yeah, Patreon. So if you want to be part of Papa Ho'ona, Ho Oh my God, Papa Ho'o Na'awau Hawaii, um, and Ho'o Na'awau Your Na'au. Then go ahead and click on that link in my bio and sign up for my Patreon because this month we're talking about the Mahele as well as the Overthrow. Notice how I don't ever call it the Great Mahele because there is nothing great about the Mahele um, of 1848. If you don't know, go ahead and sign up for my class. And my the recording is all in the drive. You can go watch the past classes. Um, you know, it's not like you have to be there every single time I have a class. I just upload it to the drive and you can watch it there. But anyway, um, so that's so this this month I have two classes. We did one on the Mahele and then the next one that I'm doing is on the overthrow. So I'm really into like history. I've always been into our history because to me, that's where our truth as Kanaka is. Right. Like they're going to tell you the history that they're going to tell you. Obviously, America wants to tell you one version of it because they want you to assimilate and be indoctrinated into their um brainwashed cult of yay america and obviously your kupuna and like people of hawaii are gonna of like the hawaiian kingdom are gonna tell you a totally different story in their perspective right so um uh, as a teacher it's really hard because the system obviously is not set up for you to tell your kids the truth so I'm here as a teacher in another setting because, um, yeah, that one didn't really work out. So <laughs> I'm here to tell you the truth about your kupuna, about your status as a Hawaiian citizen, about your history um, of, of how resilient and strong our kupuna really were and how resilient and strong we as Kanaka are. Um, and... As I'm going through all of this, I'm kind of just like re like reminding myself, you know, because you, you have your class, you have your Hawaiian history class that most of us probably took in 10th grade and then forgot everything. And then obviously I was really lucky to not obviously, but I mean, like I felt really blessed to go to um, even though it was like a Western college. The Ike that I got from all of those Kumu was really um really really valuable and i felt very blessed to receive to even have the chance to get a hawaiian studies degree so anyway uh what was they talking about <laughs> but the overthrow okay so the overthrow so i get really invested and i was having a really hard time making this presentation because like literally every single time i would sit down at my computer and open up the powerpoint i had i just was like brah like there's so much like I, I honestly felt like there were so many kupuna that wanted their story told and I kept getting really overwhelmed like that's the only way that I can explain it and so I kept getting really overwhelmed and I would literally end up like distracting myself doing other work things that I could and now um there's class in four days and it's like I know all of this stuff but to throw it in a powerpoint and to like sit and talk about it for an hour is a very emotionally taxing and b just like it's just big it's just a lot there's so many different sides of it there's so many different like technical things and the whole technical part obviously i'm not you know like the logistics and the years and the dates and the names that's not me i'm like big picture like how did everybody feel during the time how were they healing yeah like what kind of traumas 
Um, but it both sides are important. So I just as I'm looking through all of these resources that I have and I'm building my presentation, I'm just like, brah, like, do people really know that this is a fact like i know that we say over and over again like oh the treaty of annexation doesn't exist or that we say over and over again like america uh, hawaii is illegally occupied by america but like what does that mean right like we know it but like do you guys even know that twenty-one thousand over over twenty-one thousand kupuna signed the kue petitions out of the thirty-nine thousand total of the time first of all there were one million before cook came and then he came and then within a span of literally like a hundred years uh ha- like what is that nine hundred fifty thousand people died are you freaking kidding me like when you you know when you say it like that it's just kind of like shocking and you know and you've learned it but like now knowing what we know and looking back at this kind of stuff it is just tripping me out and i'm i just um i want to share with you folks you know kind of and like just remind you guys that we are illegally occupied by america like no matter what anybody tells you okay sorry i i don't mean no matter what anybody tells you but i mean like no matter how many times you try like Oh, this is hard. No matter what, I mean, whatever. Take what you want from this with a grain of salt, whatever law. Like, if you don't, you know, that's cool. But it is, oh, I don't even know, like, where to begin with this. Okay, so ba- let's, I- I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go to the presentation and let's talk over some numbers, first of all. So, first of all, fact. Hawaiian Kingdom had treaties with the United States, the United Kingdom, and various numerous other countries that protected us from occupation. Um, Everybody always loves to say, well, if we weren't taken over by America, then China or Russia are somewhere worse. Not necessarily because we had all of these working treaties um, and legations with other countries that literally protected us from this exact thing. In 2001, the Permanent Court of Arbitration's arbitral arbitral tribunal in larson v hawaiian kingdom declared in the 19th century the hawaiian kingdom existed as an independent state recognized as such by the united states of america the united kingdom and various other states including by exchange exchanges of diplomatic or consular representatives and the conclusion of treaties that's from dr keanu sai right so we know for a fact that the hawaiian kingdom was considered an independent nation had awesome relations with other countries around the world a lot of our mo'i and ali'i um you know went on these great worldwide trips so that they could make these kinds of connections um with places around the world so something like this wouldn't happen exactly right and then in 1875 we know the treaty of reciprocity um i'm not going to give you guys everything obviously because i want you to click that patreon button and sign up but i just wanted to talk about some things that are like blowing my mind right so we have in 1887 the bayonet constitution which is the one where literally it's called the bayonet constitution because they held a freaking bayonet which is a gun to his head and they were like sign this or else um you'll meet my little friend here right whatever kind of i don't know threatening language um and in this constitution in one fell swoop the monarch loses his power um, different American sugar businessmen are put on the cabinet. So pretty much Kalakawa has no power. These people that are put on the cabinet have the power and disenfranchises a lot of native voters. So it pretty much is taking away all power from Hawaiians and putting all of that power into the hands of white businessmen that only have money, um, like, you know, financial interests and how to exploit our Aina and our people and our, and our space. 
Um, so the bayonet constitution happens, and then like shortly after, Kalakaua passes away, and Liliuokalani takes the throne. Also, real quick on Kalakaua, um, there's an amazing book written uh, by Akumu of Halaukumana, and she talks. Um, it's I think it's called Reclaiming Kalakaua, and it basically talks about how like everybody's perspective of Kalakaua now. Honestly, okay, sorry, I haven't read the book, <laughs> but um, I've seen it. And uh, I was talking to one of my good friends that is also a teacher, Hello Kumana, who is the teacher who wrote the book's friend. And she was like giving me a brief synopsis of it. And I, it's on my to read list. Um, but just full disclaimer, I haven't read the book. I just know that the book is about how basically like Kalakaua is painted as this really kind of nasty, like drunk, unfit leader for his people and like, you know, frivolous partier. Um, and that was all a part of a huge smear campaign by the American white businessmen because they wanted everybody to freaking think, wow, look at your leader. Like, he can't even lead you guys. He's always drunk. He's always partying, always doing this hula hula. Like, you guys um, would be way better off with somebody better in charge, basically, right? So he, they're, they're, they're busy kind of, like, smearing Kalakawa and making him look like this this bad guy. And it's really sad because to be completely honest, I didn't have the best um, opinion of Kalakawa my whole life. And then she told me that and I was like, wait, that literally makes so much sense. And everything started to click. And there's like obviously lots of evidence in this this book reclaiming Kalakawa. But, you know, to me, it was like, I don't even need to read the book. Like, I just needed you to tell me that. And then for me to put together the other pieces that I know, because, you know, like, okay, I just had a conversation with Kiala the other day about how like, um, RLE were people. They made mistakes and they were influenced really heavily by things that were happening at the time. So, for example, a lot of the decisions that were made under the Christian influence and made during the time of the missionaries and Christianity and stuff in Hawaii, um, like, uh, what's his name? Lot, uh, Lot Kapuaiva, Kamehameha the Fifth. He wrote that constitution and like the whole thing is like, may God bless us this, God this, and only God fearing, worshiping and stuff like that. Um, and when I look back on that, I'm like, dude, what? Like, uh, you know, like from Kamehameha Nui and Kamehameha Elua all the way to the fifth. Uh, like, it's just such a huge difference. Um, but it's like our Ali'i were people, you know, they were influenced just like the rest of us are. They make mistakes just like the rest of us do. I'm not saying that was a mistake, but I'm just saying like sometimes we deify and we glorify our ali'i and our kupuna so much and even our akua that's literally what akua are right they're these deified people like pele was a person she was an actual vahine that came here to hawaii probably from tahiti from kahiki right we know pele comes from kahiki so um it's like it, it's we just have to remember when we read these stories and when we look back on our history that our kupuna our ali'i our akua our Almakua were all people. They all were human. They made, well, I mean, the Akua one is kind of like, you know, I don't know about that one. But um, they made mistakes and they were human and it's all a part of the process and it's all a part of the journey. So, um, Kalakawa passes away. Liliuokalani takes the throne. 1897, there's the Kue petitions with the 21,000 signatures of the 39,000 Kanaka. Um, but somewhere in between that is like, so there's the Committee of Safety. No, there's the Committee of Annexation. And then um, they kind of... Lili Wokalani proposes a new constitution and Committee of Annexation comes in and says, no, that's a terrible idea. Obviously, they want all the power to stay with them, right? And I don't even understand how, like, a small group of American businessmen 
men versus like the 39,000 people that live here. I don't even get that. Like, I don't even understand how the hell that happened. But, um, so there's the committee of annexation and then the whole constitution thing, whatever, whatever. And then shortly after that, I believe, um, then it becomes, uh, not the, oh yeah, that's right. Then they had the, the, you know, the investigation into everything with James Blount and he was sent by president Cleveland to like, see what really happened. Um, and then Sanford Dole was the president of the provisional government. Okay. Yeah, that's right. So the committee of annexation and then John Stevens, the minister to Hawaii from America, he was like, yeah, sounds good. Annexation. Okay. 21,000 signatures opposing it. Didn't see that. And he recognizes this new government of Sanford Dole them, the, the, uh, what is that committee of safety? What a joke that their name is the committee of safety. Um, but so John Stevens, he, sorry guys, I'm like, that's what this is for. I'm trying to think through all of this. So I can be Makoko for the 24th. Um, but John Stevens minister, what comes after that? Um, okay. Yeah. And then the provisional government, that's right. So then the provisional government is, is basically all of the guys that were on the, um, committee of annexation right so all of those guys turn into this they're like oh it's a new place that needs a new government even though there's still a monarchy in place sounds good i got this i'll step up like nobody asked you to but okay uh so then that's the the committee of safety and then committee of safe i mean the provisional government um basically was headed by sanford dole um, and he refuses to turn over power. And then there's the whole investigation, uh, you know, where Lily was basically like, um, I don't want any of my people to die. I don't want any bloodshed. I'm going to turn this over because America, when America hears about this, Mr. Stevens, you're busted big time. It's pretty much what she thought. Um, Cleveland hears about it, sends James Blount to investigate everything. James Blount comes back and Gresham, the guy that he reports to, is basically like, huge mistake should not have done that very illegal i think that we should give the government back uh the president agrees but before it can be implemented it changes over to another president and that guy was like we want hawaii and so pretty much we were annexed and then we became a u.s territory and then we were admitted to statehood somewhere in like the 1950s um and it was all downhill from there just kidding but um I mean, not really kidding, <laughs> but yeah, I'm just kind of tripping out. Like, you know, that also, you know, no annexation treaty that ever showed that we were annexed. I guess that doesn't really matter though, because it went forward into state. I, so like the whole thing is illegal though. So it should, I guess that's Dr. Keanu Sai's, um, whole argument, right? Is like, well then also uncle bumpy them. They, um, I, I, I had, this great privilege to visit their space um as part of my kula we did like a teacher work day there basically um and we went to go talk to them about the apology bill which is kind of what they ground their whole entire um status right now and like their their claim of aina up there is based off of the apology bill so 1993 i think bill clinton issued the apology bill which basically said one it was super illegal what america did two we're so sorry three um, no reparations. So, 
sorry, but figure it out. Oh well, too bad. So sad. Boohoo. Aloha ino. So yeah, um, that's very depressing. <laughs> but you know, I don't really know how else to end this other than like that really sucks. Um, and like a lot of, you know, as I always say, a lot of our, our modern day problems of homelessness and drug addiction and poverty and, um, all of these other terrible effects of generational trauma that Kanaka endure today, um, really go back to colonization and the illegal overthrow of the Hawaiian kingdom and the illegal occupation of America in Hawaii. I'm not saying that we're ready, um, but that doesn't even matter you know what i mean whether or not we're ready should not determine if america should be in charge of us like that's just the whole problem in itself and for the record i think federal recognition is definitely fedrec w-r-e-c-k because i'm not trying to i'm like no fuck that i want it all back and i want reparations bitch seriously though um yeah Come to Patreon if you want to learn more about anything that I just talked about. Come to our talk on the 24th or join my Patreon by clicking on the link in my bio um, and clicking Patreon and signing up. Hawaii is the tier that you'd want to select. I have um, also expanded it to allow all of my other tiers above Hawaii also come to the class if they're interested or have access to all of the materials. I provide worksheets um, in addition to the presentation so that you can continue your learning and, and do some things that help to make it stick. You know, that's the teacher in me. Um, so yeah, if you wanna learn more about yourself and about your history and about your culture and all of that and your kupuna and hear their stories, like I am so here for it and I would love to, to, to kind of help be that conduit. So mahalo. Um, for listening quick shout out to my good friend jenna i'm really excited for my intro and outro sis i promise i didn't forget about you it's just been you know as always i got 50 million projects going on so thank you guys for listening i can't wait till next time when you get to hear my cool little intro outro um other than that mahalo nui no ka ho'olohe anamai ahui ho kako